Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast. This is number 137. It is with Mike Duclos, the owner of Rock River Power Sports there in Wisconsin, and, of course, a big part of that cycle trader team for years, and before that, Rock River, and now last year, Rock River, uh, helping out a lot of racers over the years, and we're really going to interesting to conversation with him as far as uh, the ins and outs of owning a team and going racing and what he's doing and what it's been going and, and how much he misses Chris and Christina Denny, of course. Uh, thank you to FXR Racing. Brock Tickle, wearing FXR Racing uh, and looking good out there as well. Pulpamex 30 is the code to save with the FXRRacing.com. They got the snow stuff that is moving along. They got moto stuff. 2021 stuff is out. Casual wear. If you go to FXRRacing.com, it is designed by racers for racers, and they uh, absolutely do a great job with a lot of their stuff, and you'll see, you'll be surprised at how much stuff they have. You really will be. Thank you to Racetech, of course, whether it is Michael Lessie at the Two-Stroke Nationals, whether it's Malcolm Stewart at the at Montreal Supercross years ago, whether it's uh, uh, Alex Ray and, and, and Rod Bell. Racetech.com will have you covered doing motor work, doing suspension work, doing a great job with that. Pulp 20 is the code to save with those guys. They got all new race valves for the YZ250 and KX250s out, and they uh, they will dial you in. Racetech.com. Go to their website. It's got great stuff on it and an incredible amount of uh, information for your motorcycle. They got their service centers across the USA as well. Racetech.com. Thanks to Namira Pistons as well. Check them out, Namira.com. Uh, supplying factory-level pistons and gaskets for every make and model. Firepower. Chains, Firepower Batteries, Firepower Oil now, FirepowerParts.com for more information on that. And Maxxis Tires, whether it's uh, light truck tires, mountain bike tires, dirt bike tires, Maxxis.com for more information on that. Uh, thank you for listening. Appreciate it. Thank you to Mike for the time and uh, really interesting conversation. So please get yourself relaxed, get yourself ready to go, and listen to myself and Mike Duclos talk about racing. Welcome to another edition of the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. And uh, thank you to FXR Racing and the folks at Race Tech. When you use Pulpamex 30, when you check out at FXRRacing.com, uh, you can get yourself some savings. Designed by racers for racers, a lot of the guys out there wear FXR, including like Joey Crown and Enzo Lopes and Phil Nicoletti. And, of course, Brock Tickle and the 21 stuff is out, and it looks really good. So thanks to the folks at FXR for coming on this podcast. Also, thank you to folks at Race Tech. Pulp 20 is a code to save with Race Tech suspension. Get some motor work done. Get some suspension work done, and they'll we'll help you in. They'll help you get your bike working better, and whether it's uh, just simply modification or whether it's maintenance. Race Tech will have you covered uh, anywhere, anything to do with your bike. So thanks to those guys. Thank you as well as Namira, uh, Maxxis Tires and Firepower uh, Batteries, Oil and Chains. With me on this episode to talk about life as a privateer team owner and uh, the future, the past, uh, the dealership side, everything else. He's the owner of Rock River Motorsports there in Wisconsin. Uh, it is Mike Duclos. What's up, Mike? How are you, man? Living the dream. How about you, my friend? <laughs> I'm uh, I'm doing the same, except I guess it's a little warmer here. Has a win has winter hit Wisconsin? It has. It's been uh, we've been pulling out piers and uh, watercraft and jet boats, and it's been about 32, 33 degrees. But today it is a whopping 51. So we're all in t-shirts and shorts and cooking out. It's great. Yeah, really, right? <laughs> um, it is. Uh, it was 45 here today, and, and let me tell you, that's uh, that's hoodie weather here in, in, not, in las vegas not here we're still in shorts at 45 <laughs> yeah exactly uh <laughs> thanks for doing this we have been trying to do this mike for a long time i'm glad we're finally yes. connecting right uh I'm, yes. I'm busy you're busy uh, uh so I'm, I'm really stoked to talk to you uh last week we had the owner of prmx julian perrier on the show and he runs a supercross team slash uh, motocross team in canada and it was really interesting to talk to him now you do it on a bigger scale than he does and longer too well of course the riders that have come through your team like colt nichols and alex martin and alex ray and, and, and many many others so I'm, I'm stoked to finally talk to you and maybe talk a little bit of business and a little bit of ins and outs of trying to go racing you know as a, as a privateer team so um i guess let's touch let's touch on this um this summer, so Speedy Gonzalez, Mason Gonzalez, uh, right on amateurs, into pros, very, very good, very impressive. Obviously, got hurt near the end of the year and missed some races. You had Joey Crown on there, Rich Taylor threw his kid on there, Richard, um, and really for you, it was a bit of an effort where I think you were just trying to help some guys. Uh, hey, look, you got a, you got some money from Moose. You're, you're a Moose team for a number of years, and you're trying to help some guys, and I like it. Um, you weren't getting rich off this program for sure, but for what you were doing and who you were helping, uh, it was still a really good effort, and you got to be proud of it. 
Yeah, you know, we've always kind of been that privateer stepping stone, and this year really proved that. In the past, we've had kids, Chase Sexton is an example, came through our program, uh, went to the, the pro team with Star, and, you know, obviously migrated to to the Geico team, but those are the type of success stories that we like to talk about. Aaron Plessinger probably being the mm-hmm. long lasting one started with me on eighties and, you know, still on the four fifty team. So, um, that, that's kind of the premise. And really, I, I want to stick to that. We, we deviated a little bit from that, uh, 2018, 2019, we had Hartrant Hayes. Hartrant was a Yamaha kid. He came out of the stable, uh, fr- from another dealership, but moved through the Yamaha ranks, mm-hmm. went on to our amateur elite team, came on the pro side, and did really good things. And, <clears throat> you know, this industry is tough, and it's uh, even tougher now with COVID. It's really changed the direction of what we're going um, from a sponsorship standpoint, mm-hmm. from how people are advertising, because it's forcing e-commerce. And it's something that, fortunately, we've been on for 20 plus years. So it's not really a change for us. It's just a normalcy. In fact, it's probably going to increase competition to some extent on that side as some come on board and as some fail at it and and fall off the mark. But, um, you know, we, we really pushed in 2018, 2019, Christina had a, a, a really good couple of years there with those guys. And, Hartrant landed us a sixth on Supercross, which yeah. was the best we ever did. And I thought, here we are. We made it. We did yep. it. We're, now we're going to move forward. And we lost our title. Yeah. So Yeah, cycle, know, tra- was, cycle Trader, for those who don't know, was the Rock River team for, for years. Sometimes people forget this kind of stuff. But, yeah, you had, cycle, oh, yeah, yeah. You had a great relationship with Cycle Trader. It looked really good. Yeah. And then how do you lose something like that? Do, do the management change? Do, do, are they not happy with the sport? What What happens to lose a guy like that? So it really was a so, – so first of all, great company. Love them to death. Love them all to death. Still interact with them. Um, was absolutely a business decision. Um, they, they looked at the numbers and just said, you know what? We really – the meter isn't changing. And if the meter's not changing and we're investing X amount of dollars, it doesn't make sense. So kudos to them for making that business decision on their own. I mean it was mm-hmm. terrible, I believe, for the sport and our team. Of course, but yeah. They were very um, heartfelt, uh, heartbroken, let's say, uh, most of them, to have to let go of it because it was something they really loved and they took, um, you know, a, a pride in it. The company took pride in it. And, and I think they still do. I mean, we we haven't, like, disassociated ourselves with Cycle Trader. It's a great product. Um, we we use it every day. It's, it's fantastic and uh, would recommend any dealerships that are out there that aren't using it that they do. But it was simply a business decision and... Um, you you just never can tell when stuff like that's going to happen. I, it wasn't only Cycle Trader though. I mean, we had a number of other sponsors that you know we went back to and were like, hey, look, here we did it. Yeah. We, had, we had a great season. Yeah. We were in every main event. We were running top fives. We ended up sixth overall. Um, what can we get? Oh, well, you know, our budget got cut, so we're we're going to have to cut you back. Like, well, yeah. <laughs> how, yeah. How do you? What do you do? You know, you 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 try. They say you have to do better. Your numbers have to be better in order to. Uh, uh, get more, and then you do better, and you get less. So it's it gets a little bit disheartening oh, at times. I, I would bet. And how many years for you on, on the team? How many years has the team been around now? Uh, we started it in two thousand and eight. Okay. Uh, Weston Pike would have been our Weston yeah. Pike and Drew Yenrick would have been our first riders in two thousand nine. Yeah, yeah. Christina, I did a podcast with Christina, of course, a while ago, and it's hilarious. She started wrapping your truck and giving you stickers and stuff. And before mm-hmm. you know it, you're like, "Hey, do you want to just run the thing? You're really good at yes. this." And she's like, yeah, uh, "Okay." We, <laughs> we when we met, it was uh, two thousand and five at Loretta's. They were parked way out in the back, and uh-huh. um, I I was uh, running the trackside support there at that point. And it just happened to drive past their rig and it it looked really cool they had it wrapped with roost on the side and uh-huh. started talking with chris and that was how it all evolved it just started yeah. there and merged into a, an awesome relationship and still is yeah I mean, we talk you know daily weekly we yeah we um it's uh just different now you know things yep. evolve and things change and i am so thankful for everything that's happened from from christina to everybody that's been on the team to all of our sponsors our sponsors cycle trader current past because yeah. It's about evolution, right, and getting better. And you can't hold a grudge because you lose a sponsor or because you gain a sponsor. It, yeah, no. it, it happens, and and you be thankful that it took you to the next level, and now it's on me to try to take it up again. I like the attitude. A lot of people are mother effing people who who leave nah. them, but like, yeah, like how you same as me. Like I've had sponsors come and go on the pulp show, and all I say is thank you very much, and I appreciate the support, and, and I understand. And good luck going forward. Like the, you know, you chose to support me for a long time. It's not going to go on forever. You know what I mean? So, right. yeah, uh, right. that's a good attitude to have by you and, and everybody there. Um, 
is the plan for 21 to go racing on some level? It is. And hopefully a a higher level. I, um, you know, we COVID was weird. Um, time, not having a title sponsor was weird. Um, we, we had some ups and downs this year starting out. We tried some different stuff, not working through, Mm -hmm. um, just our normal crew. We pulled on some people on board that were, you know, experienced riders and things like that. It just didn't work out. So it kind of took us in a bad direction we spent some money in places that we couldn't obviously recoup it and then the rest of the season was kind of a uh. so covid kind of i'll say helped the the situation with Mm -hmm. us because without the fans and stuff in the pits um there wasn't you know needs for the pit party and and having everything dressed up um so i'm hoping uh i guess more so apologizing for 2020 i don't feel like we had a, a good season 2021 um, we're hoping to hit the ground running and, and do some new things. We're really working closely with Yamaha now. You know, there's a lot of changeover going there. Yeah, yeah. And, and we're going to see some really cool stuff coming out of that stable between Star and us and uh, Yamaha. Mm-hmm. The amateur team is like full force. And Gonzalez is a great example of that. Coming through the ranks onto the amateur team, onto the pro team, and, um, you know, pushing forward. We'd like to see more of that. We want to keep the transition moving so that we have people going from trackside to our amateur team Mm -hmm. to the Rock River Pro team onto the star team and then onto the 450 team. And we're seeing that happen now more and more. It's just taking more time than than we wanted. So that's kind of our plan for 21, looking at the riders that we've had, like Gonzalez, um, keeping him involved as long as we can, hoping that he gets an opportunity, whether that's with, you know, a Honda team, a KTM team, a Kawi team, or the Yamaha team. But the point is to build these kids up so they can make a career out of this. Yeah, I think you guys have done a good job. And and this is something I've talked to with Christina about as well. Like, look, you're not the star Yamaha level, but you can help people along the way. And whether it's A-Ray or Alex Martin or Hartraft or Nichols or whatever, you guys kind of knew your place. And it was a solid program and it was run very well. And you were happy to see, happy to see mechanics slash riders graduate to the next level. There was no... No, you know, fear of that or anything else. So that that's that's a really really cool thing to see, especially when you look at the the jerseys that have ridden for you, you know, the names that have ridden for you over the years. And it still is that way. It's just the hard part of that is your sponsors want results. And so when you look at some of these guys, and, and I look at the history, and, and I'm sitting in my office here, and I'm looking around the room, and you know, Halpain, Lacrucio, Fry, Romano, Blas, Ray, Gonzalez, Martinez, Plessinger, Stewart, Breeze, Hartrant, you know, the list, and that's just a handful of them that are on the wall, you look at that history and you say, look what we did and and how we move forward. Unfortunately, it's an in-the-moment sport because, as you know, as we go race to race, well, who won the last race? I don't know. When's the next one happening? So the sponsors want to see results they don't necessarily want to see the story and we're part of the story right because my you know we we find these kids like sexton and he rode for me on 50s like i remember converting him from cobras to polinis and we were bouncing back and forth and him and jameson raced in the same you know here in wisconsin and Mm -hmm. illinois and he came all the way through the ranks with us 85 super minis 125 250f and on that's an amazing story to tell from start to finish but in the moment you you can't uh, recall that right so when he wins the supercross i'm sitting here proud as heck because i was part of his program yeah but nobody knows that yeah. we were part of his program yeah so that's um, the hard part so we saw geico you know go away they they you know it's a little bit of covid induced i think they also were saying they weren't getting the value that they not saw but then if you talk to the people involved in the fc side of things they're like the value was great if you go by joyce julius or any of these sort of reports, you know, um, the great presence of everything else, and that was a really big number. When Cycle Trader says, hey, we're not seeing the jump, uh, they obviously mean business, but how else are they coordinating their, their efforts, and are they just basing on a, a number of visits? Are they basing it on results? What, what, what makes them go away uh, and say that they don't feel the value is there for them anymore? What, what happens? How do, they, how do they measure that? Well, for a company like Cycle Trader, <coughs> Cycle Trader, who's analytically driven, mm-hmm. they have staff in place to do that. So okay. probably of any of the companies that are involved in our sport, Cycle Trader would have the most analytics. And they, on the back end, were able to see, like we tried a number of different things. We used hashtags. We used uh, uh, Q codes. We used, you know, handing out stuff uh, with names on it, taking emails, all those sort of things and pointing them to direct, you know, web pages that we set up like in the old days when you'd set up an 800 number so you could however many people called it you knew if that ad worked very similar things to that 
And the analytics were good, but they weren't great. And when they ran the numbers, they're like, mm -hmm. okay, we got 10,000 emails here at these events. And that's great. But when we look at how many of those emails actually came to our site, used the product, bought something. Yep. It wasn't, it wasn't even a 10% mm -hmm. mark. So now they got to go, okay, can I spend this money elsewhere and get higher than a 10%? And the answer to that question is yes. Yep. So I, you know, I, I really appreciate the way they stepped through this. I learned a lot but I, about our sport and about the people in it. Um, but I really appreciated being able to go through that process with them because it taught me a lot on what we need to look at. And, you know, the social side of it is key. So, a lot of times we look at our riders, um, you know, Carter Stevenson rode for us on 450, unknown name. He is one of my amateur kids mm -hmm. that came through our amateur program. Um, he, you know, making a main, okay, you know, made some supercross mains, can't, could make, you know, the outdoors and, and end up, uh, you know, hit some mid-30 uh, finishes. Well, he didn't get a lot of in-the-moment results. And by that, I mean TV, talk show, that sort of stuff. But his social media, he has this massive following of grassroots people that just love to see, you know, a hometown kid from Rolla, Missouri in a Supercross. And that has a lot of value socially. It really depends on if you turn those people into dollars. So now is is Carter posting pictures, you know, in Moose Gear actually transforming into people buying Moose Gear? In my eyes... It's a yes, because owning a dealership, I get to see both sides. Yeah. So I get the phone calls or the email saying, hey, I saw Carter wearing this cool gear. Can I get a set? Absolutely. Let me mm -hmm. get you over to parts. But you don't always have that, right? In, in Cycle Trader's case or in Geico's case or whatever, they aren't seeing the direct transition of right. dollars. It's more a guesstimate, like a Joyce yeah. Julius report. Yeah. See, see, for me, like I, I'm involved with the intense guys for the tasers, right? The e-bikes and, and regular bikes and everything else. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Art of Sport is a deodorant and body wash company. They told me that I'm their number one uh, um, uh, uh, pushing of their code and, and advertiser and su social support. Um, Taser has been unbelievable. So the motocross people, for my non-endemic stuff, has been great. The, 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 the motocross people have responded, and they've supported the, the codes and the show and, and everything else. And, and so I'm surprised to see that Cycle Trader, again, who buys and sells used motorcycles across the country, can't get enough of this benefit. Like, yeah, it's it's surprising to me, but that's and that sucks. Is there well, any? Okay, go ahead. Well, but remember, it's not really a tangible good, right? So you can browse CycleTrader from a number of different platforms. It, maybe it's on their phone. Maybe maybe their email is an example that we keyed off of was on their home phone, right? Or on their personal phone, not on their business phone. Mm -hmm. And maybe they're at work surfing CycleTrader on their PC or on their tablet or whatever. So there was so many different analytics that came into play to try to figure out whether it was working or right. not. It was difficult. When you're talking about deodorant company, did someone buy a stick of deodorant or no? It's a pretty tangible. Yeah. thing that you can do right so um, i think that's the difference do, do you do you put any of this on the promoters uh, it's a long thing for me to sit here and, and scream about feld and mx sports needing to do better needing to to be better and needing to be less exclusive with their own partners and let the teams and riders do more do you feel like they could have and would that have helped and looking back i mean obviously look they put the platform on for you to go racing so i get it they deserve some props but I think they can be a lot better. Uh, but wh where do you stand on that in regards to the cycle trader relationship? Well, I'll tell you my opinion on, on Feld and MX Sports. You know, I've been involved in weekly calls that they've done this whole year to try to keep the the wheels uh, on the track, so to speak, to make this happen. And while I feel like there's always more that we could do, more that they could do, more that the riders can do, I think it's a collective effort from mm -hmm. all of us to, to keep this going. So I don't think the fault lies anywhere in terms of what would have worked better or what wouldn't. You know, Feld and MX Sports are businesses. They're there to make money. Yeah. And and so so to me, I look at it just like Rock River Power Sports. It's how I feed my family. I don't get a paycheck. It's what I make of it that makes it good or bad. So I never fault anybody for, you know, honestly mm -hmm. making money and taking the the opportunity that's there. That being said, all of the meetings that I have been in weekly and talking with with them, they have pushed forward. They've asked questions. They give us the yep. opportunity to talk what we like, what we don't like. And and quite honestly, I'm low man on the totem pole, right? I mean, I'm sitting in conference calls with with, you know, Bobby Reagan and Ziggy from from Factory Connection and, and yeah. uh, Mitch and everybody else, right? And I'm just a little guy here. So I am i don't normally voice my opinion, but they give that opportunity. I can mm -hmm. pipe up and say, hey, yeah. as a as a privateer team, I hate being in the B practice. Can our guys get in an A practice? You know, things like that yep, they yep. let us talk about. And, and that's cool that, that they do that. So on the sponsorship side, 
you know, that's their business, right? So I never really dove into that with them. I never really right. uh, 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 asked those questions like, hey, can we uh, – CBDMD as an example. You know, when this was all unfolding, they were very open about what you could and couldn't do CBD-wise. And they've kept us in the loop on that. Like here's – we'll allow you to do this. We'll allow you to do that. Right. You can have a sponsor and do this, but you got to cover it. They've been very uh, of, uh, vocal about it. So I think they're trying hard to help the riders – uh, I'll be able to make money, the teams be able to make money and still run their business so it's profitable for them. Yeah, I think this COVID thing has sucked for a lot of things, but we may see a legacy of 2020 being the year where the promoters and the teams work together a little better uh, and really discuss things a little better. And I do give Feld and MX Sports a break for this year myself because, yeah, we are in a, a worldwide pandemic that we haven't seen for 100 years, and they got their series done and in, and I'm not going to sit here and you know berate them for that because I think they all did a good job in going racing. Um, and their communication has been better from everybody I talked to, so that's good. Maybe that's a maybe that's what's something going to go forward. We'll, 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 teams like yours and the promoters will – We'll maybe reach a little bit more of a common ground so you don't lose a cycle trader or they help you keep it or whatever. You know what I mean? So, Well, and I will say this. I, I don't think – in my in my mind, in my yeah. opinion, and I don't know what all went on in, in Geico. And, you know, there's a number of sponsors that have, have left the sport. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Back, yep. Yep. yeah, I mean, think back to Amsoil as an example or, or Doc Martin Shoes, right? All these – so sponsors that were involved at a high level eventually roll out of the sport and roll onto something else or realize that they become self-proficient. I feel like Rock River Power Sports is an example. I, I don't worry about where my logo is as much as yeah. I did 15 years ago because mm -hmm. it's pretty much there. Pro yeah. Circuit's another example. FMF, you just know who those are. Yeah. So – so I think going forward, um, they're going to give everybody opportunity. Uh, they're, they're, they're keeping the communication lines open. 2020 did change their view because, I mean, think about this, the pods, the masks, the, everything that we're doing differently in those pits. They're working really hard to make sure that we follow those rules. And, hey, every time there was a, a violation – you know, in, in these meetings, and I say violation because they use that term, but yeah. an, an issue, right? They would raise their hand and they'd be like, here's where we did horrible. We did this, this, and this. It was wrong and we need to fix it. And we did this good. And, and then they allowed us to ask questions. And it was just, to me, it was refreshing to, to hear that and talk through it and hope that, you know, as fans come back, as the sport comes back, as one of the only sports that's actually functioning the way that we are. And I think Supercross was the first one to come back of all the sports and, and make this happen. It'll make things different and better for mm -hmm. next year because you're going to see a lot of changes. They realize yeah. things that they were doing that they didn't need to do, that the riders don't need to do. Yeah. How do we get more electronic? How do we get away from paper? How do we yeah. do, you know, all these things? Do we need to go to the Friday night dealer signings that get 150 people? Do we need to do that? Right. You know what I mean? Do we need it? Do we need a press day? Do we, yeah. how do we run our practices? Right. Do we, you know, do we shorten these lengths in them? So I, I really believe that. And look, I, I, and I'll, was I upset when Cycle Trader left? You bet. I mean, I wanted <laughs> I to just yeah. fall on the floor like, oh. Was know? that was that a six-figure deal for you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that was that that is – Cycle Trader is the reason that we went to the next level. Right. And I tried to maintain this last year not at that level but up there. Yeah. And, and you just can't do it. When you lose that type of revenue, you got to make the choice. Either do I go back to just running – you know, it kind of half cocked like I did in the past, or do I try to find someone else that can interject and make this work? And I feel like it's a good value, but I think the the time where you get someone like Monster it, it, it is gone. The time when you get someone like Geico, which was with them for how long, is is gone. So now we as as teams need to look at these uh, sponsorships as more of a shorter term. Like it's a two or three year deal. And before we're even up, maybe it's got an auto renew, but we're already mm -hmm. looking for that next step because you will, th th there is a, a wear out, I'll right. call it. Um, now I've been one of those guys in the pits that, you know, I, I've seen the Buca de Pepo logo, uh, on the side of your truck. I know you have a relationship with some people there. Uh, I've sampled the Buca de Pepo many times under your rig over the years. Uh, so thank you for that. Um, any interest in those guys in stepping up and getting involved in our sport at all? And again, it's so much of this is personal relationships and you've got one. And, and so how's that? Yeah, that's a that's a great relationship. We've been friends uh, again since. Uh, is that the owner or who is that? Is that, is uh, that who, somebody uh, vice else? president? OK, vice, uh, president. vice president. Yep. Yep. Um, yes. Our sons have ridden together since they were on 50s and been friends. So, uh, you know, yeah, that is a great relationship. They help out everybody. They um, they've done all the teams catering in yeah. food. And obviously with us, you know, we kind of tried to make a 
a presence there to make it known. And we're, mm-hmm. we have a hospitality truck, which I'm sure you saw at some. And again, yeah. this was a, we brought that online and then uh, lost the title. That was all going to be wrapped with, you know, cycle <laughs> yeah, trader yeah. and book. And it was going to be a hospitality rig. And then we just, oh, I would have, I would have been there a ton then. I would have been all over I know, that. Yeah. Right. That's what I was thinking. It's got a full kitchen and everything. I mean, they were going to cook right there and, and have everything out for people to eat, but, and we're still looking to do that direction. Yes. Book is absolutely on board and, and want to move, uh, move forward. So we're, we're in, we're in negotiations on all that stuff okay. now. Yamaha, you know, Yamaha is trying to get all of their budgeting stuff done with the changeover and personnel mm-hmm. and, and make this all work. And they realize the importance of this, this, my, all my programs, because yeah. it's unique that I have a dealership, a trackside support program, an amateur elite team and a professional team. That's like all yeah. aspects of our sport under, you know, one roof. And, and they value that. And I value, you know, just like I said, yeah. with cycle trader, a 20 year veteran with Yamaha single line dealer, don't have any desire to change, no desire to add another brand they treat me well and it's because there's loyalty both ways and yeah. um so if, so hoping that everybody returns if you if you uh and it's it's interesting because you're just like you said you're a really big dealer in wisconsin i don't know where you rank nationally but somebody told me number three or four or something at one point i don't know yep yeah um, we float in the top 10 right so um yeah. it, but you do you do the trackside stuff which is awesome for yamaha and I, I know for years pro guys could go to your truck and get parts if they needed to i don't know if that's still the case but they could um, you yep. do the amateur stuff, you do trackside stuff. D- doesn't that stretch you a bit thin if you dip, dip, if you dipped one out, either pro or amateur, and supported it one way or another? Could you do more with less, or is that kind of the deal with Yamaha? This is what we want you to do. No, and we've had that discussion. Um, and, and and here's the funny uh, thing about that is we all agree that the most important level of the program is the bottom one. Yep. So yeah, yeah. if anything, you know, if anything was going to go away first, it would be the pro team. If anything was going to go away second, it would be the amateur elite team. Yep. And then we would keep the trackside team because we feel that the grassroots helping those kids and customers and at the, the, the regular events is what pushes them to the dealer. And I'm far past um, worrying about, again, like I said, the logo, my dealership, et cetera. Yeah. When we're in a yeah. different area. We push people to their dealer first. Hey, go check out your local dealer. Get They have ability to get uh, um, you know, trackside bikes, blue crew bikes, you can get them at a discount, go there first. If you don't have any luck, here's my card. Give me a call. But we want you to go to the network, the dealer in your area. Cause that's how we make the brand stronger. And if everyone looked at it that way and wasn't trying to fight for the dollar every second and realized that the more people that were on Yamaha's, the more, the more, uh, and I'll use the word cult, but that's the way it is. The more cult like environment that you have with all of these people on one brand, yeah. the easier it is for everyone to make money versus everybody you know bashing each other back and forth and bouncing them off off bike so my i I think that the track side is is the most important um interesting i I really found that i thought i thought you'd be like no we would go with the pro team like i that's what i thought yeah 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 no that was the pro team is difficult and you know it's difficult to run and christina's super relieved that it's funny she laughs now when i call her like i called her yesterday and i i just had to vent and she's laughing. Oh, she's I know, like, yeah. I told you. I yeah, told she's, you. She's told me a few times that you call her, you call her and she's just yeah. like, Oh yeah, you know, but you appreciate no, me. Now. Like it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> she's kidding. Of course. Exactly. It's not, 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 exactly. not, not, no, 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 yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Mike, the close on the show here, FXR racing race, tech suspension, privateer Island life. Number one thirty seven. a Nimura pistons since 2001. Namira has been supplying factory level pistons and gaskets for every make and model from two wheels to four from weekend warriors to top athletes. Namira advanced piston technology has increased engine performance and reliability without increasing your budget. Follow them on Instagram or follow them online at Namira.com to see the latest news and application. Check out their 2020 personal watercraft line as well. Folks at Namira and the uh, Maxis tires, of course, a Ray, Justin uh, Rod Bell using Max's tires. Jeremy McGrath developed that MXSTs that are they using, and uh, I put some uh, light truck tires on my new on my Ridgeline, I should say. Uh, I use the mountain bike tires on the uh, on the mountain bike, and uh, I use the dirt bike tires as well. So Max's.com for more information. They they've, they've got it all, and they do a good job with tires and rubber. Uh, Mike, so when you lose Cycle Trader, you, you know you go racing this year. You hire Benny Bloss. Um, you know he leaves for the team. I, I, let's start with that a little bit. He leaves for his old team when they have an injury. I heard you weren't too stoked on that. And you know, talking to Benny, he's like, "Listen, the team, you know, doesn't provide me what the other team will do because of your loss of Cycle Trader, of course, and everything else." So I totally saw both sides, 
and I don't know where I side. I understand you being upset. I also understand Benny grabbing that ride. So it was a tough deal all around. It it was, you know, really, ben, so first of all, Benny was one of my 50 riders. Yeah, I, yeah. I, same, again, same era, Jameson, Sexton, all those kids rode together from this area, uh, Stack and Stevenson and all of them. It was this huge group with uh, uh, Charbonneau was in there and, you know, all these kids came through the ranks together. And, and so, you know, Benny's family, Don and Jeff are personal friends, always will be. Benny's a fr- there's no hard yeah. feelings and Jeff, it a, and Jeff it was, Bloss is an incredible human being he is and he does <laughs> and he will do anything for anyone yeah. and, and so will Benny and so will Don um you know their son Bo fantastic they're yeah. just they're a great family and so uh, was it upsetting at first here's why it was upsetting because I put all my eggs in that basket right that's right. why yeah so so for me when I lost Cycle Trader, it was like that: throw myself on the floor, have my temper tantrum, stand up, and then and then go. Okay, take a deep breath; you'll yeah. get through it. And then when this all materialized with Benny, I'm like, "Here's my saving grace. This is going to work." And so, so I, I knew you, you can't turn that opportunity down. You you can't when no. when he has a, yep. a team of that level, you have to take that. And I get it. However. However, I look at what happened, and it didn't materialize, right? It just no, he get, no, got no. used for the season, mm-hmm. and then he, now he, he's back again. Would I take him back? Yeah, I would. Oh, you I'd would? You would take him back? Oh, absolutely. Okay, all right. I would take any of them. I would take. I would. I would help any of them. Yeah. Uh, uh, any of them that you know have came and went. Brees, Ray, you know those guys yeah. all are in contact with me all the time, and and if I have an opportunity to help them, I absolutely will. I don't, you know. Again, that was the same situation. I can. That was in uh, was it Daytona where that happened? I don't even remember where uh, that no, happened. No, it, it was before Daytona. Yeah, before it was Atlanta. No, Atlanta. It, yeah, I think uh, Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta. It was somewhere where I was walking up a lot of hills. I remember that. <laughs> it's Atlanta. But, yeah, but anyway, that's Atlanta. Okay, Atlanta. So you know, it was the same thing that night in the hotel room. He called me. I kind of threw my fit on the floor, and then it's like, okay, you have to move on. He's got an opportunity. I put a bunch of my sponsorship money into him yep. so that he could have it from and from, I lost from parts that. parts unlimited moose right big, yeah big, but yep. a few different yep. a few different ones i mean i you know he, he the boot we had a different boot he had a different helmet he had different he wore the gear mm-hmm. but money had to go there to do that and mm-hmm. it just it took it took what little budget i had yeah. put into him and then i lost all that because i lost him so yep. they weren't going to come back and go oh mike we feel sorry for you here's the money it's well, <laughs> yeah. he's gone so yep. the money's gone yep. right yep. so so that there i sit and now i felt kind of lost because I'm going, okay, I got to finish this year out of my pocket. And then COVID hit and it's like, huh, well, that helped the situation, unfortunately. And I feel bad saying that because I know no, yeah, there's yeah, a lot yeah. of businesses struggling and there's people struggling and I'm very, uh, uh, you know, remorseful that that's happening to them. But for me, it helped get through the year. So, um, it's one of those things where I wish we would have kept Benny on board or brought him back on board for outdoor. It probably would have made us a, a much more successful season. Do I think that him going to uh, the KTM team helped? Well, I guess I meter it in terms of results. I mean, yeah, no, it's tough deal. The same. Yeah, I yeah, mean, he yeah. he was running thirteenths with me, and he was running thirteenths with them. So, did we have the same smoke and mirrors persona with the the truck and all the staff running around and everything? No, we don't. It right. was more of a privateer effort. But, but also for him, for him, he was going to financially save a little bit of money, you know, going over there yes. too. So that was, you know, a little yes. bit of that and get a factory yeah. bike. But yeah, at the end of the day, he had to go privateer for the Nationals. It didn't go well. And then he's out of a ride and looking and you're out of a, you know, a ride. But that's, that's nice that no friendship is ruined over that. That's good no, to hear. Yeah. No, 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 no. Um, Absolutely. So, okay, I'm interested in saying like, and I, I, you can tell us as much as you want or as little as you want. It's not a problem. Um. So you lose Benny and you say some sponsors at Parts Unlimited or whoever else, the helmet guys, the, the boot guys pull out. Do you not have an opportunity with companies like that to say, hey, we're going to let Benny go. He's going to he's got a better opportunity. We wish him well. Hey, companies, I'm going to fill in that spot with, you know, there's a lum- number of guys you could have grabbed. Uh, maybe not quite on Benny's level, but main event guys that would love a chance to ride for you. But that doesn't work like that. It, it does, but you have to put it all together quick. Yeah. yeah so okay. I did talk, and, and there's always a con. You know, there's always the conflict, right? And y- yeah, I've uh, let's just use an example. Kyle Chisholm. Yep. Kyle's ridden for me on and off for years, and I always try to help him. And I just spoke, you know, an hour ago. Yep. And he's got a great program put together. It works for him. He doesn't really need or want to 
get involved with a team because of what he's doing on his own sure. makes more sense. Mm-hmm. So now we're revisiting that. We're looking at the whole situation. Like, how could him and I team up to make this work? But he has helmet, certain helmet. He yeah, has certain yeah. gear that he needs. And and at the time, I was locked into a two-year contract, gear, helmet, etc. Yep. So so it didn't work. And so it's there is some loyalty that you have a lot of guys that will just switch and say, yeah, I'm stripping your gear off and go. I, I would think but, I would think there's some privateer guys that are pretty damn good that'll be like, yeah, Mike, I'll I'll wear that helmet and boots, you know, and uh, and I'll go, you know, and that gear. There is, so. but I'll tell you honestly, yep. And this is kudos to our privateer guys; they are loyal. Yeah. And yeah. and when you when you come to them and say, hey, uh, you know, you're wearing FXR, but I gotta have you wear moose. You know, I, I had a plenty of them that said, I, I can't. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not. They've helped me. I can't do that. And you gotta respect. No, hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. No, hundred percent. Um. So when that happens. COVID hits, and as we've talked about on my shows and as we've all seen, uh, TTRs, bike sales, side by side, I mean, they just go through the roof. Bicycles, you name it. Um, if there's one silver lining of all of this, it's the sale, is that shutdown of two or three months. People were going outside. They were buying these things, and it's phenomenal. And we're not going to know the impact for that for three or four years. But I imagine Rock River over there in Wisconsin, you were absolutely crushing it, right? We uh, were blessed. Yeah. And again, I, I feel bad. I do. I, I know there's there's people suffering. I know there's businesses suffering. I know that, you know, the, the, the only the strong survive type thing applies, not in the sense of, you know, muscle and money and whatnot, but who was able to weather a storm like this. Mm-hmm. And those of us that were already e-commerce were already set for this, what this is. And you see most of the restaurants that are converting over from sitting in their dining rooms to e-commerce will bring your food out to you, will deliver yeah, it to you. Yep, you yep. can't ship, but you know you yep. pick it up. That is an e-commerce situation for a restaurant. We were already on that. A lot of other businesses were. A lot of these older um, businesses that were uh, power sports specifically that aren't involved e-commerce and won't get involved e-commerce are brick and mortar shutting down and mm-hmm. the writing's on the wall. I mean, I built my building. It's a 30,000 square foot facility. I built it with the anticipation that someday um, I'll need to sell it and, and, and it will be a different purpose. So I didn't yep. make it specific to our industry. Right. And so, so we, we were blessed. I this time of year, I normally have 200, 250 units sitting here for sale. Um, I counted the other day; I had fifteen. Oh wow! Uh, there's yeah, yeah. there's nothing here, and and everything's going for retail. You right. can't get it. I mean, TTRs are gone. Why is the eighty fives? Why is the sixty fives? The two oh, strokes. Yeah, gone. I heard the, the one thirty five and two strokes are long gone. Like yeah, all that. Gone. Stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow, Blue Career yeah. does make a fantastic bike. You know, as we both know. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> So, okay, so, you know, Richard Taylor and, and Gonzalez and Joey Crown come aboard. You know, you, you're getting through the rest of the year. Thankfully, sales are up. But are you still putting your personal money into this? I know, like, some of those riders, like, you know, they're paying their expenses and you're giving them gear and bikes and parts and, and you know, as much as you can do. But are you, you know, without a, without a cycle trader, are you dipping into your pocket for the sales for these guys to get to do what you can do for these guys? Yeah. And so, you know, just to do what we, driving a van uh, to an event, putting a pop-up up and sitting out uh, underneath it is one thing. Um, Having a a 53-foot semi that blows tires (laughs) off of it every 47 seconds and, you know, needs oil changes every other state. There's a lot of money there that needs to to go into effect. And having a couple people, even a a driver and someone to help with that situation is costly. And, you know, just doing the bare numbers. If I I say, hey, I'm going to get around to the 17 Supercrosses, 12 Mm -hmm. Outdoors, Monster Cup, and maybe a couple other smaller, you know, Loretta's or whatever. Um, so say 30, 32 events a year, it's going to cost me, um, about 150, 160,000 just yep. to drive the truck. Yeah. yeah just your basic bare bones. Else. Yeah. Expenses. Yes. Yeah. So, so when you think about that number and what it takes in sponsorship to just do that and then, and then you're considered rinky dink, right? So in mm-hmm. like in Benny's case, as an example, that was exactly what we were doing. And for Benny, it was just like, oh my God, this is, this yep. is a joke when he's used to what Butler brothers do. And if you yep. look at what the KTM team does, I mean, you can't do what they do for $700,000. And I know that for a fact because yeah. I've yep. been there. Right. I've never, I've never put on the same type of show like Forrest puts on those guys have a great setup it always looks good they've got everything they need I, it, that's a 
million dollar deal to do that. Yeah, yeah. And then then you step up and, and we're still considered, you know, a factory slash privateer, however you want to call it. When you step up into the stars and the Geico's and the Kawasaki teams, I mean, you're talking two, three, four million dollars to keep that stuff running. So so to answer your question, yes, I was absolutely dipping into my pocket. Um 2009, 10, 11, 12, you know, all the way up till 14 when we got Cycle Trader, yep. I was contributing something out of Rock River. And yep. I've, uh, that's a part of the reason why you keep it going too, right? And, and let's be frank, this is a business for me. I mean, 100%. I, I, yeah, I yeah, yeah. love it. I love helping the people and that's the benefit to doing it. But at the end of the day, I can't bankrupt myself and I need to, you know, to, to feed my family. Yeah, so yep. um, I've got a, 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 a million dollar a deficit on my business that my business manager reminds me of daily from <laughs> racing and and how, how do you recoup that uh, you know yeah you sound like mike genova genova was in here maybe i don't know a year ago sitting in here for the studio and he said my accountant said i'm crazy right <laughs> I, I, exactly I, every day that she she tells me or he tells me i'm an idiot Yep. <laughs> so, yep. And I got the same thing. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, I, I, I wanted to continue running this because A, I love to do it. B, it's what we do. But C, you know, you as a business person, you invest to recoup. And as I've mentioned to all of the other sponsors and the people at Yamaha, and like they all have a salary. They, they, they do. They do their work. They get mm-hmm. paid their 50, 60, 100, $200,000. And they have a budget that they spend out of. I only get paid what I generate in profit. And yeah. then the, the budget, when it's used up, it comes out of my pocket. So for me, it's it's a much different situation. And, and I, I need to look at this like I invested. I've invested for the past 20 years in Yamaha and, and Moose and Parts and everybody else that's been on board, all these different companies, some that are with us, Yoshimura, FMF, you know, we've done invested yeah. in all of that. And, and I did that because someday I was hoping that I would hit the right ticket, get Mm -hmm. all the right numbers, everything comes in place, and I'm able to recoup my investment because a lot of mine's an asset, you know, four semis, uh, the the transport rig that we have for amateur stuff, Mm -hmm. all this, it costs money and it costs millions to do. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. No, for sure. And, and, you know, it's it's a really, you know, we lost Geico, right? The cycle trader's gone. We lost Geico. RCH had some awesome sponsors that stuck around for a year and then split and they folded. And Jesus, as I said on my show many times, like JGR uh, cannot get a title sponsor. We think we have they have a casino for for next year. But you look at JGR NASCAR team and you look at their motocross team, and they can get into any meeting that they want with with Joe Gibbs's legacy and their success on the NASCAR side. And and certainly, uh, you know, I I cannot fathom. And I've talked to David Evans about this over there. I cannot fathom why these companies don't want a title sponsor a motocross team for a pittance of, say, a million dollars. And when you look at the pittance in terms of NASCAR side, and they would get so much more for their money and, and everything else, and they can't get a deal. Our demos are great. Our ratings are up. Uh, you know, all this kind of stuff. We, we appeal to young men with money. And it is just depressing, Mike, to me that we can't have the Taco Bells or a Verizon in for, for, for anything, and we've never been able to do that. Jimmy Johns comes in and leaves after a year and a half. Dodge comes in. They're gone. So what? I guess not to depress you or anybody listening, but good luck, man. I don't know what the frick the problem is here, you know? Yeah, and, and you know, if you think you're depressed, come sit at my desk yeah. for a while. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's hard to do. It is, you know. And But but the, the, the positive side of it for me and my shop and my staff is just that. We see the kids on the PW50s that, that come in here and are just super excited to roll their bike out the door. And then I get to see Chase Sexton, who I, you know, who, who, who we, we went to races together. He was under my tent. His dad and I are friends, you know, all those kind of stuff. Louis, Louis Pike and I still keep in in touch you know there's that's the cool side of it for me i've done so many things with my kids with my my family you know we our thanksgiving has always been spent at mini o's i mean we just we've revolved our life around this and so that's the the saving grace about it for for us but i i think that and i hate to say this but it's going to be very hard for us to bring sponsorship into our sport not just our sport any sport because these the power of social media slash uh, uh, the internet has trumped television and radio and billboard and newspaper so yep. so now you can do this if you do it the right way and you know what you're doing you can set up yourself to be very successful with good social channels 
and and good advertising and a good website. You don't need that anymore. And honestly, I'm sure that, you know, I, I know CycleTrader did that. I know they analytically looked at it and it didn't yeah. make sense. Yep. I'm sure Geico did the same thing. So there's going to be a lot of questions like you would think in the past that someone would have said, hey, Geico's out of the mix. I want to see what I can do to get involved in that. Or, hey, CycleTrader's out of the mix. I'm going to see what I can do to get involved in that. And the, the real answer from a guy that talked to these other companies was they're like, I don't want to get involved in that. I'm not, I don't want to spend a million. I don't want to spend a hundred thousand. Yeah. I, I, you know, I just, I, I don't, I don't need to do that. Yeah. Well, again, was <clears throat> talking about, you know, basically that's something that, that he's heard from a few, from a few marketing people in the sport is that, yeah, like these Google and these Facebooks, um, you know, companies are, are putting a pittance in there and getting their eyeballs, you know, all of these eyeballs, from social media, right? We are we're all on our phones right. all the time. And when you look at a, a physical semi-truck and a TV series, you're like, nah, I'll just invest in this Google or Facebook for a quarter of that and get, you know, this much results, right? So that's depressing. I think you I think you hit the nail on the head there. Like, it is going to be harder and harder to do this. So. Well, and, and if you look at our social channels, we have six social channels that we run between the Rock River Amateur Team, the Elite Team, Rock River Power Sports, the Pro Team, et cetera, amongst Twitter – uh, Facebook and Instagram. And there's uh, 350,000 ish followers scaled across all those channels. I can do a post, hit 350,000 people. What's the attrition rate on that? Is it 1%? Yeah. Is it 0.1%? You don't really know what that is because you got to hit the timing right for the, does the guy need a tire right now or mm -hmm. no? Yeah. Does he want to spend $1,000 on X trig clamps or $1,000 on an FMF pipe or a, you know, a Dunlop tire, whatever the case may be? You, you, as you go through that, I've learned that it's really about chance. So here's an example. I started a TikTok. My TikTok for Rock River Power Sports had like, I don't know, four followers, right? Yep. And I was following 68 people and it was four. Yep. I happened to catch a video of Jameson at Loretta's in Pro Sport where he fishtailed, hits a guy in the guy face plants. It was like a five-second <laughs> video. Yeah, yeah. Guy gets up and throws his hands in the air, right? Uh -huh. I put a I put a funny song with it and I posted it immediately. Four million hit. It went viral. It was crazy. Now my TikTok for Rock River Power Sports has two hundred and some thousand followers, one point some million views. That was all off that one video, and then they, you know, it ramps up and down from there. So I went from having videos that I would post on my TikTok, just something of, of yeah. Dylan hitting a corner, yeah. and I would get thirty thousand views, and then all of a sudden it just shuts off. What causes that? Nobody knows. Now I'll post a video. I posted a video of Canyon Richards doing a whip yesterday. It's got like a thousand views right. where I'm used to getting, you know, a, a, a 30,000, 50,000, a million. So yep. you can't, you, it's all about chance. And, and with and, that. And, so, and let me just say too, these companies are evil, by the way. They are evil. When you look at yes. Google or Facebook or these TikTok guys, uh, fuck me, man. We're, we're in a bad shape when it comes to that politically, socially, yeah. and all of that, because they are controlling these purse strings and they only care about profit and that it, right. it you know, so, right. so sorry to take off that on, but I, I, no. I, I wish I never needed social media, you know, I, I but I do, but as you do, yep. as do you, um, yep. a firepower over 50 years of experience in the industry, firepower commits to quality value and service for your bike. Firepower's offers chains made in Japan. I've got those uh, on my bike right now, my YZ450. Featherlight lithium battery, got one of those too, and oil to stand the test of any power sports vehicle. The all-new Firepower motor oil built from the ground up by a leading OEM manufacturer and is of the highest quality. They offer standard mineral oil all the way to ester fortified full synthetic racing oil blended in the USA. Ask for Firepower today at your local shop, firepowerparts.com. FXR Racing, of course, Pulp MX30 is the code to save with those guys. Pulp uh, Racer X, I should say, or Racer X, Race Tech. Pulp 20 is the code to save with Race Tech. Uh, Mike Duclos on the uh, Race Tech FXR Privateer Island Show. So, obviously, it's with COVID is one thing, and with you know the more e-commerce just taking off more and more every year. How? But so this is a hard question for you to answer, Mike. But how has the online presence of Rock River benefited from the race team over the years? Is there a way to measure this? Is there a way to to see this at all? Well. That's a good question, and I have really pressed that on my sponsors um, because here, here's something that I've been aware of for 20 years, mm -hmm. and and that here's was one guy, Little D, that understands where I'm coming from on it. They've been a, a solid sponsor of ours forever on the team because he saw – 
the value of the social channels. I can post a picture of a pipe or a tire or a bike or a clamp or whatever and get a ton of response, but I can't force the people to buy. And using a code is great when you're buying, example, you know, if you're if you're buying deodorant, if you're buying a hat, uh-huh. if you're buying something along those lines, it's a little easier to get somebody to pull the trigger on 20 bucks or five bucks or eight bucks than it is on a thousand bucks or two thousand because it almost has to be premeditated it's not a like we all need deodorant right we're gonna buy deodorant hey i'll buy that from steve steve's got a discount on that i'm gonna get it from him that makes sense you don't do that with a thousand dollar pipe clamp etc so what what i've always prided myself on is that i can get the product out there and i don't really care whether they buy it from me or not there was always the in the past hey you know, do the Q code, yeah. uh, do the coupon, and then we'll give you a percentage kickback of your sponsorship. And I'm like, you know, the, the problem with that is I can't guarantee where they're going to buy it. Brick and mortar stores have turned into sh- to showrooms. So I've got people that come in here, they grab the bell helmet, they'll throw it on their head, they'll move it around, then they'll go over, grab the Suami helmet, throw that on their head, figure yep. out what size they want. The whole time the mom's Googling, they find it for 47 cents cheaper online, they order it, have it delivered to their house for yeah. free, and they leave. Yep. Yep. So we've become more of a place where we try on stuff versus uh, a place where, you know, we actually sell it. So my social channels have turned into just that, where we get the product out there. We've got everybody seeing it, but we push them to multiple stores. So I don't care whether you buy the pipe from me or you buy it from Rob's or you buy it from, you know, Southeast sales. It doesn't matter as long as you buy the product. How do you meter that? You, you can't. You no. can you can they say, hey, yeah, I heard it on Rock River, but somebody's not going to walk into, you know, t- Triangle Cycle and go, yeah. hey, yeah, you know, I saw this <laughs> on Rock River, so I'm going to end up uh, 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 buying it from them because they're sixty cents cheaper or whatever the case may be. Yeah, no, absolutely, and I'm, and I'm sure you've done this. You've leveraged the dealership success and the dealership profitability with your sponsors like Parts and everybody else, right? I mean, this is this is something I, you've tried to do. I, I have, but you know, it doesn't hold a lot of weight because if you think about it, like let's look at an average profit, um, and and I don't I don't know what it is on the manufacturer side, but yeah. let's say Parts 30, Unlimited right. makes a profit of twenty percent, thirty percent, whatever. It is. Right. You know, that's usually thirty for I, them, thirty for you, right? I mean, that's generally exactly. So so if I'm saying if I'm a a, a two hundred thousand uh, dollar account with Parts Unlimited, they're making sixty grand, right, mm-hmm. on that situation. If they're in a hundred thousand dollar sponsorship, it's still backwards. Yeah. So, still, yep, yep. How, how do you? How do they make? How does that make sense? Just because you're giving them some of the sponsorship back doesn't necessarily mean that it makes sense for them as a sponsor. So I have done that in the past, and I really haven't gotten any traction with mm-hmm. it. Like my store's in a very small area, right? So I, we sell, you know, as one of the largest Yamaha dealers in the country, we're in one of the smallest towns in the country. We've got less than 700 people. Uh, Johnson Creek. Okay. Where is that? Where is that? It is, it is right between, if you drew a triangle, Milwaukee, Madison, Chicago, Uh and went right in the middle, that's about where where we are. are. Okay. Yeah. So we've got good access. I mean, Madison's 30 miles, Milwaukee's 30 miles, uh, uh, Chicago's 80 miles. So we're right there and we're right off the interstate, but, but there's not a huge shot. Like I don't get the extent of my floor traffic is my parents walking around in here. So it's just (laughs) not a lot of people that walk through. And so I would load the place up with, you know, $10,000 worth of, uh, of helmets or pipes or boots. And it would sit here until Mm -hmm. I what did what with it. I yep. put it online. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> then yeah. it went away, right? So, so that's why I keep alluding back to it's all about the online presence and what you're doing there and what can you do with it. And and but but here's the next logical step. And I've said this for years, but it's going to happen. Brick and mortar is going to go away. Companies like Parts Unlimited are going to go direct, and they're going to have to do that. They're going to sell direct to the consumer because they don't need the brick-and-mortar store. Right now, the guy that runs Parts Unlimited is holding on to it. Like He loves his dealers. They're the ones that got him where mm-hmm. he is. He wants yeah. to hold on to that. But but eventually, it's got to go away. And, and I truly believe that Carvana and Vroom and all of those different uh, 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 businesses that are going direct, Tesla as an example – they're eliminating this is a trial run to eliminate the middleman and and get rid of dealers brick and mortars and go direct so you're going to see like Yamaha as an example they have a great website you can build 
a bike or, you know, look at a car. You can yeah. build your car on GM's website. Why couldn't Yamaha set up that same thing? You build your bike, you you order it, you pick your service center, right? Which mm-hmm. is exactly yep. what Apple Apple's done already. They own yep. all the service centers. You order it from Apple online. If you need service, you go to your service center. All of these dealerships turn into service centers. You order it. You say, hey, I want it delivered to Rock River Power Sports. Yamaha cuts Rock River a check for 200 bucks to build the bike and deliver it and give it to them. All the tax is collected online. They roll it out the door, and when they need service, they come back. Yep. I truly believe, and you need to keep this podcast. I want you to set this aside <laughs> okay. and say, Mike said, Mike said, this will happen. Well, and then, uh, I mean, yeah. Fox has done that. Fox has pissed off a lot of dealers. They are very aggressive, direct to people. Amazon is grabbing business. I know there are some distributors that do not want to do this, but it is inevitable. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I do. I don't know if it'll go as far as you said, but I do believe. Yeah, we are moving that way, and I feel sorry for some of these brick and mortar guys because uh, you know it, they're just getting passed by for all the reasons that we've we've talked about, and and, and that's where we're going to go. You know. But I am a brick, and again, I'm sure the people that are listening to this podcast, there's probably going to be plenty of people throwing their beers at the wall because I, I said what I said. But, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a brick-and-mortar guy, too. I've invested in this. This is my second brick-and-mortar business that has been successful, but the writing has been on the wall for years. I started on eBay and Craigslist and all that stuff back in 2001, I think I started doing that. And, you know, we're on Amazon. We, that gets bigger and bigger every day. Those are the places where you need to be in order to sell and sell successfully. And the, and if you don't jump on that now, you're going to get lo- – they're going to lose sight of you. And someday yeah. the manufacturers and the Parts Unlimiteds and the WPS and all those places are going to go, you know what? We just – we really yep. don't need the brick and mortar. And now, goodbye. You're not even a part of it anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting for sure. Uh, Mike DeClose here on the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast. So for 21 21- um, where you're working on Yamaha, you're working on Buca de Pepo, you're probably working on some other stuff. Uh, what what's the drop dead date for a sponsor slash riders? Uh, and if and if you don't get somebody to title this thing, you're gonna go racing. You mentioned, but will it be more on a level of what you did for the outdoors this year? Well, it's historically, and I think Christina will tell you, we always like to give ourselves plenty of time to make sure we're ready to race. So mm-hmm. my cutoff date. Um, for this year is uh, January 15th. Yep. So as long as I have, <laughs> as long as somebody steps up by then, we're going racing yeah. on the 16th. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's funny, uh, Christina, we, there's been years where we haven't gotten our bikes uh, until the end of January. Mm-hmm. So we've actually used the year before bikes to start racing because we couldn't even test and develop the mm-hmm. next ones. And unless you're one of the big five factory teams that really you know it doesn't happen you just don't get them yeah. soon enough so we'll keep busting away man well one way or another we'll figure it out if you know there is no real d-day for me you have 20 yeah, years yeah. of doing this if if i if i miss a race if i'm not ready for the first race i'm not ready for the first race it doesn't it doesn't mean anything right because yeah. i'm not in a position where I've got a title sponsor anymore that I have to hit all this criteria so I can do what I want to do and make it happen. And yeah. so, um, we'll, we'll, we'll make it, we'll get it one way or another. And, and if we don't, then we'll take a year and reset. You know, it's mm-hmm. one of, this would have been a great year to really just do a reset, but I had some sponsors I needed to follow up, um, w- with them. And I wasn't about to leave them hanging because, uh, I, I got the shaft on some things. So, uh, for for 2021, if we've got uh, enough sponsors involved that are interested in the social channels that we provide and the great uh, uh, perception that we put on at the events and and you know almost almost like I'll say the smoke and mirror sort of thing, our, our Instagrams and stuff are solid. They mm-hmm. look good. The pictures are great. And, and and if someone wants to get involved and and start with us now, awesome. If they don't, we'll we'll fi- we'll figure that out. So there's no really timeline on this for me because I'm. I'm saturated in yeah. this from, you know, it, day and night. It's got to be tough to, to – you've got – like you mentioned Chisholm and, and you, you've got some other great caliber racers that have been calling you, I am sure, to see what is going on and, and you can't tell these guys anything and, and that's got to be tough because some of these guys would be great additions to your team. It is. And, yeah. you know, some of them I do bounce stuff off of. I, I, I'm, I'm honest. I really don't have anything to hide because, like, you know, I'm, I'm an open book. I'm telling you things probably that most team owners and dealerships wouldn't say mm-hmm. because they want to hold that close to their, their, their belt. They don't want to mm-hmm. get 
people get wind of what they're doing because it's competitive advantage. There is no competitive advantage. Bobby Reagan and I have had this discussion. I am not competitive with Bobby Reagan. I'm never going to be Bobby Reagan or his team. So Bobby sees the value. Bobby has been one of my biggest supporters at all these sponsors. He's walked into meetings for me and said, you need to help this guy because this is what he's doing and this is why it's important for all of us. And so so kudos to him. You know, um, Will, everybody there has been awesome and they always, always help us. And I, I can't – you can't really put a value on those sort of relationships that you've gained. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I'm just excited to see what happens and what happens next. I, I really am lucky. I'm blessed. I, I've it's always turned out well, you know, Christina and Mike and Scott and Ed and Yamaha and, mm-hmm. and, and parts of limited and everybody that's been involved in our program to this date, I've been blessed to be involved with them and there's going to be more. And so I'm excited about that. Yeah, no, it'll be great. We need people like you in the pits. We need teams like yours in the pits, a hundred percent, you know, uh, uh, it, it, it frustrates me to no end that we can't be bigger. Uh, I'm not saying we need to be NASCAR. I, I get it. We're never going to be that way. We're rebels who ride dirt bikes. You know what I mean? There's a certain class of people that that think that that's cool and there's a certain class of people in this world that that think we're we're hellions and and losers so i get it but we gotta we geez i mean you know we're on live tv we're on nbc sports we've got a good package you know uh, we offer a lot of value and there's just got to be this this uh come to jesus thing where we can start helping guys like you and 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 other teams and, and not losing geico honda and these type of things and jgr gets a title sponsor and so on and so forth you know yeah, because it does look bad, you know, and it, and it's kind of a okay. Let's look at it from this standpoint. Let's say fan interaction doesn't come back. What if that? What if that doesn't happen? Now the if the pit party goes away and we're left to be our pods and there's nobody in the pits, is there a need to have? I mean, let's look at Kawasaki's semi. Let's look at Mitch's semi. Those are gorgeous multi-million dollar rigs, right? My, I got my $200,000 jalopy parked across the street from a you know $1.5 million setup. Why do you need to have that? Now, as long as it goes down the road, does it matter that it looks like that? So now these teams may not necessarily need to spend as much money on the look side of it. Maybe they're spending more money on their social channels. Maybe they're spending more money on you know, advertising that they're doing on websites and things like that to bring a different type of sponsor in that isn't really concerned about the look, the logo on the side of the truck. It's more of a give and take thing uh, using social channels and things like that. So there, th- this could change the playing field of what we're doing, but but are we stuck? Like, does everyone involved from the promoters to the sponsors to the riders to the teams understand that as this changes, we can either kick and scream and fight it, or we can embrace what's happened and say, look, here, there's a different way to do this. Yeah. And, and we've seen some different ways to do it that are already making it better. But it's because we were closed-minded and thought we did it right already. We didn't need to change it. We didn't step out and go, is there a different way to do this? No, because this always works. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, right? I, I do agree with that 100%. We, you know, some of the old guard of the sport has gone the last few years and they continue to, you know, retire or be pushed out a little bit. And I do think we'll see some new ideas and new people and new new marketing ideas and new things that we can do uh, from the OEMs yep. to the to the to the promotional level to the promoter level, you know. At least I hope yep. so. Um, RockRiverMotorsport.com or where can people go? They want to check out your stuff and support you. They they like this podcast and they want to order from you. Yeah, everything is RockRiverPowerSports.com. Rock so you Power can Sports, check out. Okay. Yep you can you can check out our our Twitter, our Instagram, TikTok. <laughs> Facebook, we, everything is Rock River Power Sports. And, you know, we've got a uh, ton of stuff out there that we sell both new and used. We sell a race team stuff all the time. We've got, obviously, new products for sale. It's not only dirt bikes. I mean, we do yeah. generators, watercraft. We do service here. We have, you know, ATVs, UTVs. Um, we sell pumps. We sell mm-hmm. uh, 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 uh the uh, sump pumps for people's houses. I mean, we've got a ton of stuff here. So, yeah, you check out the website. I've got a great inventory on there. One thing we haven't talked about is we partnered with Specialized uh, E-Bikes, and they have been awesome, and they've, they're they on our website as well. So if you're looking for a, an E-Bike, we got 30 or 40 in stock here. Uh, I was going to mention that Yamaha has uh, unleashed a couple of uh, new E-Bikes all done up, you know, to – so I, didn't, I was going to say, do you have any of those or do you have plans of those? But you're a Specialized guy. But, yeah, Yamaha's yeah. Got, got some stuff going with E-Bikes too. Yep, they sure do. And we, you know, Specialize has been awesome. We teamed up with them a couple of years ago and they've really stepped up to help our, not only our program, but within our shop. And mm-hmm. we've sold hundreds and hundreds of, of their bicycles and yeah. they're a great company. I believe that their bikes are, are second to none. Um, we haven't dealt with the Yamaha stuff. That was It was weird. So Specialized, uh, which only was a, a bike dealer, yeah. started to push into the power sports dealers. 
Yamaha, when I because I went to them years ago, and I'm like, hey, I want to sell those bikes. Nope, we're only going into the bicycle shops. You can't sell yeah, it yeah, power yep. sports. Like, yeah, okay. Well, now seeing the success of what we're doing, now I'm getting the knock on the door. Hey, hey, you want to sell our bikes too? <laughs> well, you know, Mike, you can order up an intense Taser MX from their folks at Parts Unlimited, you know, and get that oh, intense yes. in there. Um, no, I've I'm kidding. The, 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 they, they do a good job, the specialized guys. And so uh, I'm a big supporter of Blue Crew. They sponsor our live shows. They give me a bike to ride for the year. I'm going to ride Justin Barsha's factory bike uh, in two days, so depending on when people cool. listen to this. so. But what is the Yamaha product that I don't want to – well, maybe what's the Yamaha product that sells the most for you or what is a Yamaha product that surprises you with how good it is or how much it sells? Is there two different questions there? Like, what what, what are we at? I would say that the best selling is a 250F yeah. by a long shot. Yeah. And, and probably the best product, that's a hard one to answer. You know, the Japanese are very proud people. They don't release anything that they don't feel is solid. No, and, no. You know, we look at, the, look at the YZ85. I mean, that thing went from 1932 until 2017. It was the same bike. <laughs> and... And it was it was it was good. I mean, it was time for a revamp, but they rode that wave until the last possible minute, and then they dropped a, a sixty five and revamped yeah. the eighty five, and yep. and so now the sixty five took off. We had I had twenty or thirty two thousand eighteens, two thousand nineteen. They didn't produce them because it was overstock. Now you can't get them. I just got yep. in two twenty twenty ones a day ago. One's gone already, and the uh-huh. other one's got a sold tag on it. So so the sixty five is a hot ticket yep. as well. But you know, outside of the the um the, the motocross realm um all their products are hot that new r max which is a side-by-side is awesome they've got that new tenere 700 which yep. you can't get yeah the, the tenere the, thing is a big deal for them right they're stoked yes on that. yeah. that's huge and they they can't uh they can't you know even get them to, to stay in stock we've got the sidewinder turbocharged snowmobile which is uh amazing those are flying out the door watercraft this year what we, about that super jet we started what about that super jet you know, that new super jet yep and again i couldn't couldn't get those I ended up getting two really I that's tried. all you could get yeah they wow. they only made 800 oh shit so okay. there's you know how many thousand dealers or whatever some of them didn't even get them i was fortunate to get two and right. those things are you know those popping off at ten thousand five hundred dollars or something did like you, that did you keep one for yourself to demo <laughs> no i should have my couple of my customers have them so when we, we put them in the water we get to rip around on right, the two right. ones. i'm super excited but now i don't think i'll even get to touch them so yeah wow no they've, they've got a lot of great stuff are you a piano dealer too mike or no no not piano i should, <laughs> I, I should be i did get to tour the plant when i was over did in you? japan a couple times it's oh, pretty okay. neat stuff yeah well cool uh well hey man thanks uh thanks for coming on the fxr racing race tech suspension privateer island life podcast brought to you by firepower maxis and namira uh really really interesting stuff mike i'm glad we i'm actually glad we waited to do this till the end of the year you know kind of uh just interesting to look back on 2020 and then look ahead to 21 so it's actually worked out fine to to finally catch up with you really interesting stuff very honest and uh, and thanks man i really appreciate it well thanks for having me on anytime it's uh, always a joy to talk to you yeah no problem i'm sure we'll see you at the races uh, let's hope we see you at the races with with big ass buka de pepo everywhere uh maybe you can hire me i'll dress up like a lasagna or something for you in the pit fantastic fantastic <laughs> i love the idea great all right mike thanks very much for your time you bet take care